This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. You're on the free breakfast. It's ten past nine, and joining me on the line is uh, novelist Catherine Chidji. Uh, I'm speaking. With Catherine, she's a writer, academic, she's translator, she's the recipient of a slew of literary awards and fellowships, and Catherine is the author of six novels, all of which have been acclaimed by critics for their originality, the beauty of the language and skill of her craft as a writer. And Catherine's appearing as the guest on the Fiction Panel for Hamilton Book Month, which starts next week. Um, no my hide my Catherine. Thank you so much for joining us on Free FM. Kia ora, nice to be here, Kate. And um, yeah, it's uh, look, it's a gloomy old day here, and, and you're just out there in um, Narawahi, aren't you? Have you got have you got surrounded by fog like us? Um, we are surrounded by fog, but my daughter, who's six, still insisted that I walk her to school this morning. So I've come home with very kind of soggy hair and cold cheeks. Oh, <laughs> oh look, they're kind of magic those mornings, but they're also yeah, they are quite damp too. <laughs> so look, thanks so much for, um, for for letting us have a chat to you on the breakfast show. And uh, I wanted to talk about your most recent book shortly, but it just seems no time to me at all since um, your debut novel in a Fishbone Church. And I was really surprised to be reminded that it was published in 1998. <laughs> Mm, I know. It oh. kind of surprises me or shocks me when I think about how long ago that is too. Yeah, it was um, such a successful book critically. You know, the, gosh, the Commonwealth Prize for first book and on the long list for the Orange Prize. What was the impact of that first novel for you as a writer? Oh, it was a bit of a dream run, really. I mean, I, I guess I had nothing to compare it to. Um, but it was it was really lovely to get such um, a positive response and I still remember um, I was living at home with my mum and dad still when it came out um, in Lower Hutt and I remember walking around to the dairy on a Sunday morning to get the Sunday paper because I knew that the first review was going to be in there and it was, um, you know, I couldn't have asked for a better first review so um, yeah, it was a really, really um, fortunate experience to be so well received with um, my first book. Oh, look, it was just, I think there's a very battered copy at my place because it's one of those <laughs> ones that, that gets picked up and, and read. And, um, you know, it was just wonderful. And you followed that with Golden Deeds in 2000 and then the transformation in 2003. And then The Wish Child in, in 2016, which was set in Germany um, around the time of the Second World War. And that immediately won the Acorn, well, immediately, you know, but um, won the Acorn Foundation Fiction Prize. So that was such a successful return after some time away from publishing. Um, mm. I wondered what what um, led you to that story of the wish child and, and how did you know it was ready to be picked up again? Um, it took, I mean, it took me a long time to write that book, 13 years, um, partly because, you know, life events got in the way and various sort of um, life catastrophes got in the way. But um, I'd been working on it for about seven years and it just wasn't, wasn't firing and... Um, to begin with, it was the story of a man, a German man in the present day, looking back at his mother's career um, under the Third Reich. She'd been a film star under the Third Reich, and he, he was kind of wondering why she made the choices that she did and made the sort of state-approved movies that she did. And that story, although I still really liked the idea of it, it just wasn't working. It was kind of lying dead on the page. And it was only when I um, had a writing residency and had some time away from 
day-to-day life that I was um, still trying to get this to work and, and still kind of procrastinating because it wasn't working and I was watching a lot of um, documentaries on Sky TV <laughs> and, I, and I watched one um, about, um, among other things, about um, medicine and medical treatment um, under Hitler and um, suddenly it all fell into place and a, a particular historical figure was mentioned in this documentary who was um, sort of not a towering kind of remembered figure but um, was an actual person who I suddenly knew had to be the narrator of The Wish Child and the story completely changed and, and from then on it was reasonably smooth sailing. So I guess, you know, my, my nugget for would-be writers out there to take away from that is not to, not to give up if you still feel like you really believe in a project and it's not working, is just to try a completely different angle and, and, and see what might happen. Yeah, and it's okay to sift around and watch some documentaries because that might just give you the spark. You know, it's all that's... research, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm researching. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was being on eBay looking at antique jewellery. I just want to say that. Yeah, okay. Well. well, you know, we've got to have balance and diversity, don't we, in life, which is... <laughs> yeah, I love it. You've returned to Germany and the Second World War in your latest book, Remote Sympathy. Can you tell us a bit about, about this story? Yeah, so um, the idea for this came when I was researching The Wish Child, actually, and was reading about um, medical practice um, uh, during the Third Reich, and um, I started to read a little bit about um, electrotherapy being a, a kind of a, an in-vogue treatment in the early part of the 20th century, uh, not just in Germany, but in Europe. And so I had the idea for this, um, this German doctor who happens to be part Jewish, who invents this machine which he thinks will cure cancer, um, via electrotherapy, so via attacking tumours with electrical pulses. And he invents this in the early 1930s, and he does a trial, and it's inconclusive whether it might work or not. But um, then the um, kind of uh, Hitler's rise to power starts to catch up with him, and he shelves the machine, and, and, and later in his career he decides that actually, no, there was nothing to it at all. It was a terrible idea. It never would have worked. But um, in the early 1940s, he is brought as a prisoner to Buchenwald concentration camp and there he is ordered by a powerful SS officer to treat the officer's wife for cancer and basically to cure her of terminal cancer by rebuilding his machine and treating her with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's in this impossible situation. Um, the officer says to him, I will, if you save my wife, I will save you and your family. And the doctor by that time has decided the machine doesn't work but he has to convince his patient and his patient's husband that it does and that he can save her. So um, that's the kind of the dilemma and the, and the ethical issue at the heart of the, the story. Oh, wow, that's such a... Um, it's huge, but it's, um, it sounds compelling as well, even in the short description that you've just given us, that, uh, that balance and that, um, yeah, that ethical dilemma that he has... Incredible. And do you, do you find there are challenges immersing yourself in this era? You know, it's, it's, it's a, such a difficult period. There were so many um, um, terrible things that happened. And what, what's your price process, I guess, for writing about such kind of confronting material, I guess? Mm, I mean, I, I did immerse myself in that era for a long time because I was writing The Wish Child for 13 years and then this one took another three years. So... Um, it was a long time to be um, reading about uh, atrocities and to be reading about the kind of terrible failings of human nature. Um, but, but the period also 
fascinates me. I lived in Germany um, for a few years in the mid-1990s as a student, and when I was there, it really struck me how present World War II still is, and that Germany hasn't kind of turned its back on that dark history, so it, it, it has really made an effort to um, look it in the face and to commemorate and to... Um, pay compensation and and so I was um, kind of really struck and, and, and entranced by how present it all still is and the fact that it is still within living memory um, and I just, I think it was such a huge kind of almost unthinkable event that we still want to keep picking away at it and trying to make sense of it um, so that's, I guess that's why I um, decided to to go to that era and that place again. It, it did feel like um, from The Wish Child, which is set um, basically in, in domestic settings in two households, um, this did feel like a step into hallowed ground in that it's set um, in a concentration camp. So it felt like, you know, one more step into that darkness. Mm, and the stories that you're telling have those, you know, those universal themes um, even within that context which which is of course what your readers absolutely love is your intelligence and skill and your acute observations of humanity and all its strengths and weaknesses so you know I think I'm look I'm really looking forward to reading the book and I'm very much looking forward to hearing you on the fiction panel so you're there with Deborah Challoner and Michaela Arathamus next week so are you going to be reading what 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 happens on a fiction panel <laughs> yes, so Maeve Long, our um, wonderful chair, will be um, asking us uh, a little bit about our various books and kind of drawing um, drawing out threads of, of common ground um, between our works. And then we will, um, at some point during the hour, we will all um, give a short reading from our most, me- most recent work. So I'll be reading from um, Remote Sympathy. And um, there'll be time at the end for questions from the audience too. Oh, that'll be great. I remember seeing you at um, a previous book month reading from The Wish Child and I can uh, highly recommend that people get along. The the book month's wonderful. It has all these free events with um, such wonderful writers. So thank you so much for making time to just have a short chat with us this morning and tell us a little bit about your work. Thanks, Kate. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's Catherine Chidgey joining us this morning. It's 20 past nine. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.